right, welcome everybody to the Tessa Van Weed Show. Once again, Ben Sandberg. Woohoo! This is where you put in the <laughs> the clapping. <laughs> Let's try this again. Once again, welcome Ben Sandberg. Hey, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Sound effects are great. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the day of my birth. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Today's your birthday. Thank you. We won't we don't need to say how old you are. We just need uh, to say happy birthday. You don't need to say how old I am ever. It's fine. I mean, age is good. Age is <laughs> Age is good, but I keep trying to tell you like it's it's interesting cuz it's fine. I tell everybody how old I am. I'm not scared of it, but it is one of those things where I think that as we get older, birthdays just don't mean so much anymore. Well, yeah, they're actually more depressing. Well, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. We actually talked about this on the first podcast about how yeah. on my 40th birthday, I kind of went into an existential crisis. Oh, yeah, that's but, So right. we, don't, we don't need to revisit that. Uh, no. Um, but what's cool about aging, and I've just realized this over the last couple of months, because I'm working with younger people. Okay. And because usually I work with, Recently, I've been working with older people, so I'm always the young guy, Yeah. even though I'm not that young. Now I'm working with younger guys, and I feel like the mature, you know, seasoned veteran. <laughs> even and though people, they all still think you look like you're 12. <laughs> yeah, but, well, that's, that's why I kind of grow my beard out a little bit. But people actually listen to me. Yeah. But the problem is, they listen to me more when I'm more mysterious, like I just started a new job couple months ago yeah and uh like at first I was just trying to be mysterious like "Ooh, who's this new guy I was kind of quiet I didn't say a word during lunch on the first day yeah we all sit as a crew right and uh I tried to be really mysterious yeah let them kind of guess uh-huh but that only lasted a couple of days because you got to be yourself right yeah and the way I am I'm I'm kind of goofy I like to make fun of stuff and spe- specifically make fun of myself and, uh, which yeah. is something that you've told me not to do specifically, <laughs> but I just can't help it. So what am I supposed I to do I haven't that? told you to not be yourself. No, no, that's not what I said. I just said. Just don't be self-deprecating said, to a point of like, You don't Aww. want me to be self-deprecating, but I feel like that's my shtick. That's my thing. It is. In a weird way. <laughs> it is. So. so anyway, about your birthday. Okay. It is, today is your birthday. We spent today. the whole weekend celebrating your birthday. Yep. And uh, here we are finishing out your birthday weekend doing a podcast, which is I know. fun for you, right? It is fun for me. And I think you were really surprised that it was that I would want to do one on my birthday. But I, you know me and I am a total workaholic, I guess, in a, in a sense. But um, so I actually find that it's really fun to do a podcast. Yeah, I just I just weren't sure how. You weren't sure. Up to it we would be because we just got back into town. We drove across island today. And we yeah. took the long route. Yeah. Uh, which was fun. It's beautiful. Yeah. But it takes a little extra time. And um, so we got back and rested a little bit and decided let's do it. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because we went this weekend to a movie and we saw um, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and yeah, Channing which Tatum. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about until the moment we were going in. Oh, see, I, t- I had seen, I'd seen previews for it for a long time. Yeah, but so you know I me, I don't, stoked. I don't pay attention to that yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. I was super stoked to see it because I love Sandra Bullock first and foremost, but I also love Channing Tatum. And not because of the Magic Mike movies, but because of other things. Yeah, <laughs> right. Come on. It's because of his sweet moves and step up. Well, step up is where I first saw him. So, yeah. I feel like Sandra Bullock for me, the like the pinnacle was, you're going to think I'm going to say speed, right? I, w- I would assume you said speed, but that's just because it's my brothers not. were really into her during the speed days. See, because she was still a little bit um, not quite into herself yet. I into her like persona yeah i liked her in miss congeniality like not the first part where she's like this ugly fbi agent but (laughs) once once she's a beauty (laughs) once once she's a beauty contestant (laughs) oh my gosh i mean come on it's hilarious we we actually saw a little bit of miss Miss congeniality last night and it's kind of humorous how at the beginning um she's this like obviously yeah. This FBI agent that is obviously beautiful. They but gave her like, like huge unibrow type thing. Yeah, but it's and, like, yeah. oh, gee whiz. How, I've said gee whiz twice, by the way, in this podcast. Uh, I'm going to say it three times. Gee whiz. Um, <laughs> how do we ever make this person beautiful? And it's like, come on. It's Sandra Bullock. How, how believable <laughs> is this? All you have to do is put her in a pretty dress and give her some makeup and shave her unibrow. And I- it, <laughs> Well, but we ended up going to see The Lost City, and I loved it. I thought it was great. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to give any spoilers. So, just an FYI, if you haven't seen uh, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, then you can fast forward like I don't know, like thirty seconds. But in it, thirty is, seconds for us, it's going to be like ten minutes. Okay, well, whatever. Just fast forward it. Um, Brad Pitt is also in it for a yeah. very short period, and of you time. don't need to like give away anything about what happens why this is our podcast we can do whatever we want Oh, i thought we were going to talk specifically about something about brad pitt right why wouldn't we i i I didn't say we weren't (laughs) i just i'm just saying you don't have to give away the main thing but that's what made me laugh the hardest that was literally what made me laugh i thought we were going to talk about his hair well we were going to talk about his hair we can talk about his hair he has fabulous hair in it He does. He absolutely does. In fact, Ben is quite jealous oftentimes. He has. Look, I was always known for my hair. What? You don't know this. You do. You should know this. I don't know this. When I was young, I had beautiful, (laughs) silky, long, blonde hair. Back when it was kind of cool to have like the part in the middle or whatever in the early 90s. And I was always, I had a bowl cut, which was pretty sweet. But I was always known for my awesome hair. And then I cut it short, like a crew cut, you know, when. What everybody did in 1997. It was like 97. But I've always been known for my hair. However, in the past, oh, 10 years or so, I've had a little receding going on. It just, just (laughs) in the widow's peak area. But it's like, there are certain looks that I can't, I I can't grow my hair long like Brad Pitt's was in this movie and make it look good. So no. I would look more like, instead of like Brad Pitt in Legends of the Fall, I would look like the um, the terrorist Carl from Die Hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, but isn't he, he, what is he? Isn't he like Norwegian or German or something like that? I don't actually know. what. I think he's German. He always plays a German guy yeah. in the 80s movies, like on Money Pit. Mm-hmm. He was, same hair. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah, totally. But, but not not great. 
Yeah. You know, and I think Brad Pitt, he looks great. He's in his what? What is he like? 50 something? I don't know. He's got to be in his like 50s. mid 50s. Mm hmm. And he looks mm, like just yeah. as beautiful as as the first day. Well, I ever he saw did, him. he was also uh, kicking kicking butt. So you know, I yeah. I think he was also like really proving that he was <laughs> still a man. Well, he's like the, the thing is that Sandra Bullock in this movie writes romance novels. Yes, and he turns out to be like the real life. He is the real life. Front in a romance man novel, on right? the front, yeah. yeah, the front cover. Beautiful tan skin, long flowing blonde hair. Well, the first thing she says is, "Why are you so? What does she say? Why are you so handsome?" <laughs> <laughs> he comes up and he's trying to save her, and she's like, "Why are you so handsome?" Yeah, it, it is pretty funny. You know what drives me crazy though, and we've we've talked in depth about this, um, but we're gonna make it public now. Um, Brad Pitt, yeah. he's always eating. Oh. He's always gosh, chewing with a mouthful in every movie. Like, think about it. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Well, he's eating. To be fair, just Mo really, really. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say Moneyball. We just watched that. Mm -hmm. And he's like shoving hot dogs down his face while he's and doing nuts. Lines. And yeah. Uh -huh. um, in this one, he's, he's eating a coconut. Like right. a full coconut. <laughs> he's eating off of the coconut, which we live in Hawaii and I've never seen done. Okay. What's weird is that um, way back when in Ocean's Eleven, that is one thing about me i i am kind of a diehard movie fan so uh, you had me at diehard I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean diehard the movie i meant a diehard fan the greatest movie of all time yes of course which will go into that i'm sure when christmas time comes but what i was gonna say is i'm a diehard movie fan so i kind of read anything in <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is nuts. I kind of read anything and everything about all the different things, right? Having to do with movies, having to do yeah, with celebrities. Well, too much if you ask me, but. Um, anyway, and so it is funny because I remember reading way back when Ocean's Eleven came out and I read something about uh, the director was actually speaking about it. And he said that it was actually Brad Pitt's idea that every single time they saw him, he would be eating something. Yeah, and I understand that was kind of his character in that movie. Okay, but that's what I was going to say is I remember reading that about Ocean's Eleven, but does he go to every single director <laughs> and go, hey, guys, uh, so I really think that we should be, like, having me eat this in is every thing. scene. <laughs> my thing is voicing my lines with a full mouth. like, And it's just not like he takes a little bite. He oh, no. shoves entire sandwiches into his mouth <laughs> while he's speaking. And it's like... In Ocean's Eleven, it was kind of like, oh, that's funny. He's always yeah. eating. But now, especially because we just saw this brand new movie that came out yesterday. Yeah. And he's doing it again. I know. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> I know. I'm maybe, may, you know what? Maybe women love it. I don't love it. But at the same time, it is Brad Pitt. So I just, we all love Brad Pitt. And I know. come on, and don't give me. It's just unfair that he's so beautiful. He is beautiful. And the funny thing is, is I know all men think that as well. About Brad Pitt? Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. If there was ever, no, I won't go there. Yeah, go ahead. You have often said that if, if, if. If I had to make love to one man, <laughs> it would be Brad Pitt. <laughs> Oh, shoot. And I'm talking about like the, the passionate kind, just where it's like. The passionate lovemaking? Yeah, just like where it's very romantic. It's not, <laughs> have I gone too far? 
I think I have. You've always, you've I can always, always I can far. always delete this in post if I have to. You can. Who knows? All I know is that Brad Pitt is a very good looking man. But okay, wait a minute. What's funny is, is that we've spent so much time talking about Brad Pitt, but we haven't talked about Channing Tatum. He's, he's a little young for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's our no, 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 age. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm, he's I'm literally our age. You know exactly. What I, you know what I love about him? What? He as as good looking, obviously, as uh, he is, yeah. and as like huge as he is. Oh, oh my gosh! What's that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. He's so okay, as dude, clearly. Wait a minute. Okay, listen, listen. For somebody who has, I'm like as big as he is. You're like, oh, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, so my, okay, go ahead. I you was go. gonna say what you I go. what I like about him. Every woman knows what I'm talking about right now. So of course, I mean, obviously, obviously, look at the guy. What I like about yeah, him. Yeah, let's look at him a little bit more. Is he is this like you know poster child of of masculinity? Okay, but he does funny roles. He reminds me if you were an actor. He which reminds, I'm not. <laughs> which you are not. But if you were, he reminds me of the kind of actor you would be. You're like, if you were taller, <laughs> if you were more handsome, if you were much, much buffer. I said none of those things. If you were much more successful, I feel like you would be like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, but all I have to say is, it was a great movie, and the fact is, is that Channing Tatum. I could tell had eyes for Brad Pitt in this whole thing. Even though I know he was trying to have eyes for Sandra Bullock, I really think <laughs> he had you, eyes you for, think, <laughs> for Brad Pitt. I don't know. I, I mean, if we're lucky, he'll listen to this I, and comment. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there because I think that that's actually true. What, that he's going to want to be on this show? that he had eyes for Brad Pitt. I just think that that's, how can you not have eyes for Brad Pitt when you see him in this tan skin and the, uh, and the big hair and the, you know, I'm not a person who likes long hair on guys you know, at funny all. Is, is his outfit that he was wearing? You're going to go right over the fact that I don't like <laughs> long hair on guys. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, you, you I don't like your... long hair on guys. You don't like short hair on women. I do not. So... Therefore, we're good because I've always had huge, massive hair. I um, love big hair. You do. You love big hair. Like the bigger, the better. Okay, but maybe that's why you were attracted to Brad Pitt. Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. I think he's what I want to be. <laughs> in my in my mid-50s. Because I, I kind of see what's going on with me at 41. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think in 10 to 15 years I think that's a little about how much older he is than us I don't think I'm gonna pull that listen off. listen Ben you can actually do things that help the situation but will I uh, never exactly yesterday it was really interesting because we go to Hilo we get to the um we decide that we're, we had dinner, and then after dinner, we were going to go to downtown T in downtown Hilo, and we we're just going to kick it and Cruise all that the stuff. Shops. Cruise the shops. And then after dinner, we go back to the candy shop. We get some candy. Then we come back into the Jeep, and Ben turns the key, and nothing. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah. 
Dead battery. Oh, Dead and battery. it's pouring rain. And it's pouring rain. And all the shops have closed. Yeah. Okay. So we are kind of stuck. <laughs> and we're like nose in on the um, parking spot. Yes. So yeah. jumping the battery is going to be a challenge. Yeah. So we kind of stand. And I, I honestly watched you for a while just kind of standing there. Um, besides the, beside the guy who's sitting on the ground getting ready, he's like setting up his, his house underneath the, like where it's, it's not raining and everything. And so he's kind of just talking to you and you're talking to him. And so I'm kind of watching you going, I don't really know what you're doing. Are you getting an Uber? I kind of didn't know. That was me stuck in a downward spiral of (laughs) what the heck am I going to do right now? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's, that's Ben's like. I froze. <laughs> really? Well, I was frozen because it's like, I could always call a tow truck. Yeah. Like, we have insurance. Yeah. And it covers roadside assistance. Yeah. I was on the app, and I was about to call the tow truck, and I'm like, I just know it. If if I call a tow truck, right after I do that, somebody's going to come out here and be like, hey, let me jump you. Right. With their car. You know, so I was kind of like debating that's what I was doing I was standing there debating and and the the gentleman that was um sitting in the street talking to me he's like you know what you should do is go get a ride to Walmart and buy one of those like jumper yeah like car charger jumper things and I thought that was a great idea so I was kind of like toying with that idea of like getting an Uber of course Hilo apparently on a Saturday night there's like no Uber drivers yeah, no Uber. We None. couldn't find I anything. Tried. Yeah, and, and it never found me a ride. It didn't really matter um, because we ended up getting a guy to help us. Yeah. So this guy comes out and finally he's he has jumper cables. So then we av- which it took me asking for help, and that was a big hurdle. That was part <laughs> of it. I had to actually be like. With strangers walking by me in the street, like, hey, do you have jumper cables? I know. It does. I get it. I get it because we, I do have the same kind of issue. But the fact is, is that this is going into our whole story. The whole point of the story is that, number one, there are always people that want to help you. Yeah. Number two, this is what makes stories. When we walk away from this weekend and you know, two years from now, we talk about the weekend. Remember when the battery wouldn't start? Not only that, but for the girls, it's an amazing learning lesson. Well, a big part of it for me was this gentleman I was talking to, he was homeless. Mm-hmm. And um, at first, because I was so stuck in my own world of trying to yeah figure out what to do, he was like talking with somebody and then I realized he was talking to me at one point and he's like, Hey, you, you should, you know, get a ride to Walmart and yeah. get one of those jumper things. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Yeah. That's, I'm going to put that on my checklist of options, Yeah. you know, and we actually kind of got to talking Yeah. and it was kind of a neat moment for me because it reminded me that even people that don't have a lot, maybe especially people that don't have a lot I think so. are more willing to help maybe and people that do have a lot. I think some, I, I think it's, it's, I think we can't make a blanket statement like that, but I, at the same time, I think that it, I, I, I just I, think that there are I, people out there that are amazing. And like, we, here's what I think it is. 
you and I have been talking a lot about how the world is struggling right now. And, and it feels like with social media and, and the news and everything, I mean, with what's going on all over the world, the pandemic, everything, it feels like we are in a constant state of bad images coming towards us. We're in a constant state of what is going on, questioning things, questioning the beauty of the world. But I think that it's just an amazing reminder that there are people who want to help all the time. Well, and it it gets funny too, because this guy, uh, he was like, he was an older guy. He had a long white beard yeah, and kind of like long hair. And um, at one point while we're talking, this other guy who um, was also homeless. Well, and he was, he was really talking to himself. Right. So he walked by with a backpack and a hatchet, (laughs) like literally an ax in his hand. And I'm like, this is getting interesting. This was like five minutes before. right? right? So he walks by and he's like kind of talking to himself in his own little thing. And then he ends up kind of like parking next to this other gentleman that I was talking to. And then, um, what ended up happening was uh, a guy, I think he might have been like a DoorDash guy. The guy I think he was just getting up, his dinner. Maybe. Yeah, I think but he was he just walked getting by his dinner. Me and um, he's, he walked by me. I was like, hey, man, do you, do you have jumper cables? And keep in mind, too, like we're driving a Jeep Wrangler. And we, the Jeep Wrangler is kind of a tourist car. Yeah, So totally. in a way, we kind of look like tourists. Sure. Right? Uh, you can, if you really look at our car, you can tell it's not a tourist car. But that was the other thing I'm thinking. Nobody's going to help a tourist. Why? Well, because it's a rental. Yeah. And just call a rental company. Yeah. The airport's down the street. Anyway, that was just what my mind was doing. That's not the truth. Okay. Um, But anyway, uh, so this guy, he's like, nah, I don't have jumper cables. So he goes on and I talked to a couple more people and then he comes back with jumper cables. And he's like, hey man, I forgot that I got this kit and it had jumper cables in it. So I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Of course, now we're nose in kind of downhill. So we have to like, push the Jeep uphill, like onto the, into the middle of the street yep. in order to get out of the parking lot yep. or the parking spot, which is like one of those diagonal spots. We push it out and then he's got to like basically block traffic while we jump the car. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, babe, let's push this thing. So, well, and of course, that's one thing that we, you and I have always talked about when it comes down to uh, who you were looking to marry. <laughs> I need a woman who can help me push the car if the, the battery dies. Like, yeah. get out here and help me push. Yeah, and, and know, I had a dress on and all of that. And, and so you are I get incredibly strong. I get, well, I get super deep on the, like, I got super low next to the, to the bumper. Yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, let's go. Well, and it probably looked it. bad because you were on the bumper and I was like at the steering wheel. So <laughs> I, I was pushing, I was pushing from the door. I knew you were pushing. from, uh, you know, a different angle, it might've looked like I was just like making you push. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm like pushing with all my might and it's starting to move, but I'm facing away from you because you're behind me yeah. at the bumper. Yeah. And all of a sudden the car starts going <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> Tessa really like got into her core and she's going for it. And we get to the point where we need to be. And I look back and these two yep, homeless gentlemen. The guy gentlemen with the hatchet and the guy with the white up. beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy with the hatchet. He dropped the axe. Yep. He got up and he pushed that car for us. And it was amazing. And so they we were have, sweeter than anything. We have this like just strange mix of people yeah. in this scenario. Yes. Helping. Yes. And it was awesome. It was like. It was like humanity yes. was restored Which for me. I think it's just about looking. 
I think yeah. that I think that we have become cynical in nature, and I think that it's just about looking and seeing. Um, we could have easily gotten overwhelmed by the fact that we were in a dark place in the rain, um, you know, with no battery. miles from our house. A hundred miles from our house, not knowing how to, with two daughters in our car, and we could have easily gotten overwhelmed by that or irritated or angry, but instead you and I just kind of were like, all right, well, let's see what we can do. And then it turned out to be such a story that when I walk in or I get back into the car, um, Evie, sorry, I just cleared my throat. Evie said, uh, she said, Hey mom, I love it when things like that happen. That was so cool of them to come and help us. I can't believe they did that. So, yeah, I think, I think that, you know, people's batteries die all the time, Yeah, right? I mean, things like this happen all the time. It was no major, like our lives weren't threatened. It was, it was an annoyance. Yeah. If we're being honest. Absolutely. But it changed our first world evening. issues for sure. Yeah, it, Well, it changed the direction of our evening. Correct. Cause we were just going to go down and get some candy mm-hmm. and then come back and like watch a movie in the hotel room. But what ended up happening is we had this moment where we got to like, it's like a little adventure. Yeah. And we talked to the girls about how, like, if that had never happened, we would probably five, ten years from now be like, didn't we go to Hilo once for mom's birthday? Right. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Now it's like, because that happened, those things, those little adventures that kind of put a wrench in yeah, just a temporary wrench in the gears, mm-hmm. I think that's what solidifies the memories. That's what makes totally. the memories. Yep. And I used a an analogy it's those things are like the salt on the meal oh that's right (laughs) the salt makes the flavor and we got to not only did our girls get to see some homeless people helping us plus a stranger they also got a little like experience on how to change a battery like why do you need why does a battery die so it was kind of like an all-around fun little adventure for us it was it reminds me of when um can I talk about this? Can I tell another story? I don't know. What do you want to tell? Uh, when the girls were much younger, my parents live in Oregon. And, oh, that's right. And we went salmon fishing on the river, uh, the Rogue River. Um, it was late in the season, and we had a friend take us out on his jet boat, and we just we were just going to go fishing for the day, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we ended up catching this eye, caught this fish, <laughs> <laughs> like a 25-pound salmon. Yeah. And we... We caught it. It was fun and exciting. And then we're like, well, we caught the fish. Let's now go up the river and like have a day. Like jetting up the river, super fun, right? Right. So our day was just going to be fishing and jet boating. And um, I'll never forget, we go all the way up river to this bridge. I don't even know what it's called, but we turn around and um, are heading back. But the sun is kind of getting low and it's beautiful. Yeah. But... um, you know, the sun is kind of reflecting off the water and we're going like full speed. And the girls are right? really small. The girls are pretty lo- young. They're like, what? Oh, three and five? Three and five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. They were, they were young. young. Anyway, we're going like full speed in this jet boat. And all of a sudden, it was like we hit a wall. Right? Yeah, totally. So what happened was he, the boat driver couldn't see it, but there was like a sandbar in the middle or a rock bar or whatever a shallow area in the middle of the river yeah and we literally like skid 50 yards onto this thing and we were just like stuck right in the middle of the river yeah and the sun was going down 
we have children and it's getting colder and we're like, holy cow, what are we going to do? Well, because there's nobody around. Yeah. Or at least that's how it feels. Yeah. So um, I won't make the story too long, but what ended up happening is we we called for a ride, another friend. Oh, the, the wife of the driver yep. went over to that side of the river and drove up and we were able to like, because it was shallow. We could walk right. on the river rock, but we couldn't just leave the boat. Yeah. Right. So what happened is we got the kids and my mom offloaded. Did you go too? I don't remember. Did you go in the van or did you ride the boat the rest of the way down once we got it out? I don't remember. Anyway, we got the kids off and then there was another boat that came by and literally like towed us out. Um, and it took a while. But my point is that if we had just gone fishing, it would have been great. But what ended up happening is it turned into this like adventure. Yeah. And now whenever we tell that story, it's about, it's more about the getting stuck yeah, and like the risk that we took than <laughs> totally. just, we caught a fish. Right. You know, so it's, Absolutely. it's those, it's those like little things that get thrown in that seem scary or annoying at the time. Yeah. But those are the things that make the story. I think it, I think another way of looking at it as well, which is something that you and I have been going through, or I, I specifically have been going through over the last couple of years. And this is just to kind of, kind of build on what you're saying is we, there are, it doesn't matter. We are living a life where things are going to happen, right? We are living a very, uh, we are living (laughs) sometimes a tumultuous life, sometimes uh, not so much, right? And I think that there's so many things that um, it comes down to our perspective and it comes down to our attitude towards it. And it comes down to recognizing that, Every little thing that we do is meant to teach us something more, right? I was watching um, a Super Soul with with Oprah, and she had Ayanla Vincent on. Excuse me, Ayanla. Just no, we'll just say Ayanla. Oh, that's this is a person's name. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. I I don't I'm not familiar with that name. I was watching a Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and Ayanla, and she said. Um, It was so interesting because she said, um, everybody comes into your life for a purpose, even if that purpose is to say no. And Mm. yeah, it's really, I mean, it's absolutely true. That has stuck with me for a long time because I think that every situation comes into your life for a purpose. Yeah. You know, yet it's scary to kind of even think that because, you know, I also think there are things that happen um, you know, that it's just about living through a tumultuous life. Right. And we are in a broken world and it's pretty obvious that adversity is what strengthens you. Right. Right. I mean, we can't always be too comfy Mm -hmm. or we don't grow. Right. Um, and I think for me, it's like how I respond. That's like the test. Right. You know, and yesterday when I was sitting there trying to figure out what to do, I'm like, dude, this is such a simple test. Right. Why aren't you just like making a decision? But at the same time, I actually thought to myself, things will happen the way they're supposed to happen. And I just need to like sit back in the moment and experience it. See, that's the hardest reminder, right? That's the hardest thing for us to do is when we're experiencing such... (sighs) when we're experiencing things that are hard 
we, I have a tendency to have a fight or flight moment, right? Like, uh, I just want to get out of here, you know, or whatever. And I do think it's, I do think sometimes just the answer is, and not all the time, but I think sometimes just the answer is to step back and really kind of look at, okay, what's really happening? It will, it will eventually be okay. We just need to figure this out. And obviously, you know, this is an example because it turned out to be like not a big deal. Yeah. Right? It's really not a big deal. Right. People change batteries all the time. But it was it was so cool for us to experience this. It always happens when you least expect it. Right. And we'd been driving the car all day. Right. And all of a sudden. It gave us no indicator that it, yeah. It, the, yeah, the battery was going to die. Yeah. It was like kind of the most inconvenient time for it to happen. Yeah. But, um, but it was a very cool lesson. It was a, it was a cool parenting moment because mm-hmm. we got to like in real time show our kids how a slightly difficult situation can be easily remedied mm-hmm. just with patience mm-hmm. and and with the help of others. Right. I was going to one of the things I was going to just um just kind of talk about for a second or just kind of show you for a second is uh one of the things that I posted on on Instagram because I just thought it was such an interesting it was, such an inter- uh, it was such an interesting quote from Russell Brandt, and it said, society is collapsing and people are starting to recognize that the reason they feel like they're mentally ill is that they're living in a system that's not designed to suit the human spirit. Mm. There's a lot to that. There is a lot to that, and I'm sure, we, I'm sure I, will, I will look at it a lot and like kind of think about it and talk about it a lot, but um, I think that I think that the the biggest thing when we kind of go through these scenarios and we look at what, I don't know, we're so blessed to be able to just like go over for my birthday and be on the other side of the island. Yeah. One little thing of our car battery dying, we can either allow it to ruin our human spirit, you know, or we can allow our human spirit to kind of rise up within us. But it goes back to... Um, just having a hard time recognizing um, that the reason we sometimes get into those places is because we get wrapped up in having cars that don't break down and having everything at our fingertips and having everything super easy. And there are so many people that don't have that. Yeah, I I think that you and I talk about all the time that your perspective is what determines your reality. Mm-hmm. So when when stuff like that happens, you can choose to see the positive mm-hmm. side of it. Or we could easily be sitting here going, dude, it was so annoying that the car broke down and yeah. we had to go and buy a $160 battery and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, we immediately, because we've been practicing this um, like intentionally of trying to focus on the lesson and the good, even in negative situations. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy. Cause and what I'm saying is it comes from recognizing that we are in a society that tells us we should have everything at our fingertips and yeah. we are in a society that, and so, so we feel crazy when we're so aggravated by these little things that are coming up. These are little, 
Right. What happened to us is little. Well, and we do have conveniences. I mean, the fact that there was a store open that had the battery that we needed. Yeah. We went right to it and got the battery. The fact That's that we could convenient. even the fact that we could even afford the battery. Right. The fact that we could, you know what I'm saying? Like these are the things that are, these are the things that it's like we need to recognize this. Yeah. We need to recognize that we have the money to buy this battery, or 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 we can work to get the money to buy this battery. It's not. Like other people in the world are, they do not have those opportunities. They do not have those experiences, right? Their experiences are way worse, way different than ours. And yet we all, we are consistently um, kind of, how do I say it? Indoctrinated into this idea that we have to have everything so easy and simple and, and. Well, that um, is kind of the, the name of the game right now. I mean, we, we have everything at our fingertips. Yeah. Literally. And you know, you can do anything from your phone. You can order food. It, it comes from products. that. It's that's this, it's that satisfaction. In, it's that immediate sex satisfaction, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it used to like renting a movie was an adventure, a little, little mini adventure. You like get right. in the car, go to Blockbuster. Totally. Movie with your friends. And that was part of the experience. Now with streaming, that whole experience is gone. Right. It's like, do you want to watch a movie? Okay, well, which one? Well, there's like 10 million we can choose from. But I think going back to your story, how interesting it is, though, is is part of what we wanted to share was the fact that I'm I'm walking in the rain with my two daughters after we've just gotten candy, and we're going back to this car, and all along the side, escaping from the rain, are these people who can't afford housing. Right. Are these people who can't afford to, you know, to feed themselves sometimes. And we're worried about a car battery that doesn't start. And then right. they pop up and help us back this out as though our experience is tough. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because it's like, oh, my gosh. And like, I think that was my point to begin with yeah. is, is, you know, they know what it's like to have nothing. And they're still willing to help people that right. have and that's what, it's not surprising Not only was to he me. willing, he was in it for you. Right. He was there with you. He was speaking beside you and just saying, hey, dude, I'm here. Like, I get you. I see you. Yeah. And what you and I have always talked about and what I've always thought this podcast should be is that this podcast should be, I see you. Yeah, and, and so that's why it, I'm, I have more people coming on to the podcast that I'm going to interview. And I, you and I were talking about it. And I, my thing is, is I just want to see someone, yeah. you know? And so he saw you. And what's funny is in my thought is, oh, man, like, that's so kind of you to see us when we're just, we're lit. I don't know. Well, and, you know. The flip side of that is I actually got to see him because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't before. After they helped us, I specifically went back and I shook both of their hands, yeah. like made physical contact with these men, looked him in the eye and said, thank you so much. God bless you for helping us. I really yeah. appreciate it and showed him my, my appreciation. Right. And it's like, you want to, you're kind of taken aback because it's like, what can we do for these guys to help them? We have to like not to one up them, but we felt obligated to give them something or, mm -hmm. but we happened, I mean, we didn't have any cash on us. Mm -hmm. We didn't have any leftover food or anything. It was just, it was literally all I could give them at that very moment was my gratitude. Mm -hmm. And 
we were able to make physical contact. So you say they saw us, but it actually humbled me into like seeing them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't know that I've ever experienced. Yeah. In that way. Well, and your daughter clearly experienced it as well because she just was so, um, she just thought it was so amazing that they came to help us and that it was such a big deal, you know? And I, that's kind of what, that's kind of what you were talking about earlier today about, you know, even, even, even just experiencing life in a way that we are present in the moment. Yeah. And I'm I've been struggling with that for the last year or two, you know, just because of everything crazy with, um, publishing a book and, but also running a business because I'm in this weird transition of now I, now I have like all these jobs and, It's so funny because I'm trying really hard to just find time to be a mom and find time to be a wife. And I will be honest, I fail miserably sometimes at being present. I am the worst at that sometimes. And I don't know that I would say the worst. I think that's fairly common. I think that that's why we do things like we did this weekend. Yeah. It's to get away from our typical day to day. Yeah, I needed it. And, you know, so the challenge is get away from your comfort zone. Yeah. Make little adventures, mm-hmm. um, get out of the house, go do something. That's, that's why I love what I do. I'm, I'm in construction. I'm a carpenter. And you read that thing about that Russell Brandt said. Yeah. Um, part of that for me is that I still have little adventures every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to like break stuff mm-hmm. and build stuff. I get to stand on top of high places I get to drive large machines yeah and it kind of makes me feel alive Mm. and that's why that job is so satisfying to me yeah um and I think that you know people can find their satisfaction whatever job they do but for me I find like little physical adventures yeah um like this whole last week uh we're building a a hangar at the airport here it's huge and I'm on the roof yeah putting up gutters and I'm working with metal. I'm a carpenter. I don't work with metal, but I'm, I'm working with it right now. And, um, I was telling Tessa, I'd come home. I'm like, just like wind burned. Oh yeah. I'm just scorched. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just picture, like go find a building that's made of metal and sit on top of it for eight hours. <laughs> do like 300 squats, do about 500 lunges, yep. do some bicep curls yep. and just like put, a ton of clothes and harness and tools on mm-hmm. and just see, is that something you'd want to do all day? <laughs> it's so incredibly uncomfortable all day. Yeah. But there's something about it that at the end of the day, I'm physically exhausted, but it's like, there's something carnal about it. Like it's, um, it gets all the like stuff out of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, for me, you know, writing is when I sit down and write, there's, I, I lose myself in it. It's what provides me with peace. Right. And I think that a lot of times when you are doing something that you are supposed to be doing, that is what, that is the response that you get. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I can build a career. I can, I can build a job and I can build a business can I build my calling? That's 
that's yeah. really where we need to get into, right? Is finding our But that's our so calling. hard because you have to still provide for yourself. You do. Right? And I think that, um, I mean, we've been talking about this a lot lately because you're, you're like trying to balance these two careers. Yeah. And it's like, it's so easy to be like, you know what? I just, I just make easy money. I know. Running the business and training people. I wouldn't say easy money, but I, you know I, I make mean. my money yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but the question is like, at the end of our lives, are we going to look back and say, well, I did the job that provided for me. Right. Is that going to be satisfying? Or is it going to be, I took huge risks. Mm-hmm. I paid the price sometimes. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I was happier yeah. doing that. Yeah. And that's what's so hard to do, especially when you have people who are depending on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what you're being challenged to do right now. That's my challenge. That's my challenge for sure. I, you know... Yeah, it's interesting. But it, just going back to being in the present moment helped us to understand that situation. And I think because we've got plenty more that we could talk about with what I'm going through, and I do plan on it in the future. Um, but it's it's one of those things that I think really recognizing and seeing people, really recognizing and seeing moments. And the biggest solid thing that we can say from that is that it comes from just living presently. Mm-hmm. and I, and sometimes it takes, take yourself out of your daily routine and your daily rut and get yourself into a place where you can remind yourself what it feels like to be in the present. Get yourself to, to a place where you can actually challenge yourself. We need to constantly, because we're in a society that is always grabbing from us, it's always showing us perfection. It's always showing us um, the, the, the immediate satisfaction. It's always giving us these challenges in our brains that constantly, they're teaching us, they're actually teaching us wrong understanding of humanity. That's the problem. So we have to step away from that and step away from um, kind of our daily routine to remind us we need to live in the present. We need to understand that there is beauty and there is good in the world and that we need to be consciously looking and and noticing it, you know. So anyway, I think that's a good place to leave it today. I have, I'm so excited. I have booked um, Drew Manning, who wrote Fit to Fat to Fit. He is, um, he is a guy that has done a lot of work in the last decade, just like I have, uh, that has to do with helping people understand uh, nutrition and the body and just connecting themselves back to who they are. And then I also, I also booked uh, for May, I have Shaka Singhor coming in who he has written two of the most beautiful books um, that I have ever had the, uh, the chance to own. Uh, they are Writing My Wrongs and Letters to the Sons of Society. And he is amazing and I'm so excited to have him he's in New York they're both New York Times bestsellers 
Um, so I'm super stoked to have those. Yeah, super stoked for yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. Those will be coming in, in the next couple of months. And I have uh, many other people that are going to be on the podcast. Um, Stephanie Torrens, who is going to, she is a part of Broadway. She has been playing, uh, she's been in the musical Waitress. And she has just been chosen, chosen to play Jenna, who is the lead in The Waitress, um, as they travel. And they do a traveling version of Waitress. So she is going to be on it as well. So, uh, all right. Thank you guys so much for, for coming and listening. And I hope we entertained you for a little bit. And find me on Instagram and Facebook, Tessa Van Wade. And we will be on, um, yeah, we will be on plenty more. Talk to you soon. Bye.